I caught a hotel employee scamming a guest with credit card fraud, so I reverse scam him and get him fired. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. I worked the night shift as a receptionist at a hotel in Norway, and most nights are spent watching Netflix and playing games. Last summer was really slow, and I also worked a lot extra, so I ran out of stuff to watch and games to play. One night, I got a mail from Scooter. He wanted to book a room for almost 20 days. I just had to send him the price and confirmation that we had rooms available, and he would send me his credit card info for me to pre-charge. Normally, we just delete these kinds of mail, but I was bored out of my mind. So I respond with an offer of around 2k for the entire stay. I also made sure to inform him that he could cancel for free up until the day of arrival. This is probably the most common fraud attempt in the hotel and travel industry. Unlike most businesses, we're able to charge credit and debit cards with only the card number and expiration date. No need for a PIN code, CVC, or other authorization methods. Our software also allows us to deposit money directly to local and international bank accounts by using the card number. Because of this, jerks like Scooter will try to prepay with stolen or skimmed cards, but then cancel the booking and ask us to refund the amount to a different card. A couple hours after sending in the offer, he responded with a visa number and told me to charge him as soon as possible. I checked the card with our validation software, and to my big surprise, it did not belong to Scooter. If validation succeeds, it will return the card owner's name 90% of the time. I sent him a new mail stating that the card was declined because of insufficient funds. He quickly replied and gave me a new card to try. Guess what? This one didn't belong to Scooter either. Wasn't even the same person as the first card. By checking the bin codes, the six first digits, I found which banks had issued the cards, not even issued in the same country. My plan was just to call the banks and inform them of the attempted scam, but there were still several hours before I could go home. So I decided to mess with Scooter a bit more, sent him a reply that the second card went through, and also the reference number for his stay at our hotel. As expected, a couple hours later, Scooter sent a mail canceling the order and asked if we could refund the money to a different card as he had lost his wallet and deactivated the card he paid with. This card was issued to a Polish bank. Not sure why, but Polish bank accounts are often used by people who want to launder money from bitcoins and drugs. You can buy a legit card for around $500 that is registered to some guy or girl in Poland from the darknet. At this point, Scooter was probably pretty happy about the 2k he would soon receive. I replied that it was no problem for me to transfer the money to a different card, as long as it was valid. How fun would it have been to cancel his own card, so that he had to spend $500 for a new one? Not fun enough. In the last mail, I wrote that he could send me the card number, but that our email server would go down for maintenance in a few minutes, so my boss would do it on Monday. It was now Saturday morning, so enough time for the charged bank to call us and reverse the transfer. If he needed the money right away, I told him to call the hotel before I ended my shift at 7. He called almost immediately, and I wrote down the card number and his phone number, told him I transferred the money, and that it would be in his account by 12. My shift ended and I went home with all the info Scooter had provided. I wanted to see if I could find out who he was. And of course this idiot had an open Facebook profile that I found using his phone number. He even listed his address and employer. Looked a bit like the artist Scooter, but with an even more messed up face and spiky hair full of gel. He lived somewhere outside of London, in an area I would describe as a British trailer park. 
where the houses were nice at some point, but the owners had spent zero pounds on maintenance since it was built. Trash everywhere and broken windows that were boarded up or fixed by sealing holes with garbage. Now to the fun part. According to his Facebook profile, Scooter worked at a hotel. This meant that he would have access to card information from guests that booked through sites like booking.com. I called the manager of the hotel and told him that there was reason to believe that one of his employees was trying to commit credit card fraud and that the card number could belong to their guests. I gave him the name of the people who owned the cards Scooter was trying to pay with, and to no surprise, both had stayed at the hotel. I told him it was Scooter, and the manager just exploded in anger. Not 100% sure what he said because he was screaming so loud, but I think Scooter wasn't a normal employee. Apparently, he worked there through some kind of government training program or something. After talking to the manager, I called both Visa and MasterCard International and told them about Scooter's little business venture. Apparently, it's pretty easy to check if there are more cards that have been involved in fraud, where the cards have also been used at Hotel Scooter. With his Polish deposit account info, they would be able to pin it on Scooter if he had been successful in scamming anyone, and sue him for the stolen amount. The police also called me later to get a statement regarding the whole situation, so I know that the manager reported it to the police. Not sure what happened to Scooter, but according to that jerk's Facebook profile, he no longer works at the hotel or anywhere else as far as I can tell. You know what they say, not all heroes wear capes. Our original poster is definitely a hero in this story. Honestly, I wish there was more people like this. People that understand what's going on and have the ability to do something about it. My question is, why does he only do this when he's bored? You could be doing this all the time if it's a known scam and saving a lot of people a lot of grief. But hey, I'm going to give you credit for this one at least. Just see if maybe you can get a few more while you're at it. I called 911 to get out of a ticket. When I was 19, I was running late to work in my tiny piece of crap economy car and on fumes of gas. I didn't come to a complete stop on a right turn. Lights go off behind me, so I pull over. I know I've barely got any gas at all and was almost to a gas station, hence why I rolled through the stop a little, trying to not have the car die. At the time, around 1995, a new digital phone had come out called VoiceStream, now T-Mobile, and their whole thing was the phones were digital and not cellular. They were the first phones with caller ID, and one of the big things the salesman had said over and over was since it was digital, the signal couldn't be triangulated or traced. Not that I cared, but it stuck in my mind. Well, I give the cop my license, registration, and insurance card, and I got an idea. I knew if I was late to work, I was going to lose my my job and they were super strict there so i get an idea and right after i hand the papers to the cop and he's walking back to his cruiser i called 911 and tell the operator i saw a guy with what looked like a shotgun walk into a 7-Eleven that was about two blocks away. I confirmed the address, then I hung up. About 30 seconds later, the cop comes sprinting to my car and hands me all my stuff and rushes away saying, come to a complete stop next time, then peels off in the direction of the store. I pushed my car to the gas station that I'd almost made it to and felt pretty pleased with my ingenuity. I know it was a jerk move, but ain't nobody got time for that. While this is a kind of funny story, I can't say I exactly approve. 911 is not to be used for that kind of thing. You got away with it because it was back in the day and they couldn't tell who called. But even so, you're potentially taking away from somewhere else that those officers need to be. There's a reason there's a big fine for misusing 911. Seriously, don't do this, guys.
This Karen thought she could police the internet. This is indeed as weird as it sounds. Apparently, I'm not allowed to have an opinion. Two days ago, I received in the post, mail to Americans out there, a letter from my work. A letter with a first-class stamp. A letter that had the words, private and confidential, written upon it. One does not receive such letters from where I work unless you've done something either very, very right or very, very wrong. As far as I'm aware, I had done neither, so I was unsure to what I owed the privilege of receiving such correspondence. I opened the letter to try to discern its purpose, and what I'd done to receive it. It was a letter telling me I had a disciplinary hearing today due to a social media comment. Excuse me? I hadn't mentioned anything about my job in literal months, and they didn't specify in the letter what it was that I had said. So, I had to wait. I get anxiety bad, and I have a heart condition. I got to deal with not eating properly and chest pains for two whole days from the stress of this letter. And since I live with my mother, she also knew. I was allowed to bring her to the meeting with me too. But she's as anxious as me, so she barely slept since the letter arrived. Today at 10am is when the meeting took place. We started work at 4am. So I had to survive six hours at work with the chest pains and the not knowing. I got in there and my manager was absolutely lovely. The comment that got me dragged into the office, I'd stated that I find a rainbow shirt designed by Harvey Price, disgraced glamour model Katie Price's disabled son, is hideous. And some jerk took offense to this. This entitled petty cow decided to find my profile, check my place of work, and make a complaint to head office in an attempt to get me fired. All because I hold a different opinion to her. I'm sorry for not bowing and scraping at the feet of Harvey Price, but I'm not going to call his design beautiful just because he's disabled. My manager basically laughed and told me to take my workplace off my profile and said words to the effect of, had she complained in our branch instead of to the head office, she'd have been laughed out of the building. Stupid Karens. I don't understand why she made this so personal. You're allowed to have an opinion on fashion, and I'm sorry if there's something around the designer here or whatever, I don't know anything about that, but you can still have an opinion of the piece itself. It's a little crazy that this woman would go out of her way like this. My employer literally ghosted me. So I've been working for a food shop for about three years now. The place is an absolute madhouse. This past year, we've had seven general managers and double that for the amount of associate employees to roll through. The turnover rate is ridiculous. That being said, I'm the only employee to know how to do everything at that store because I've been there so long. Or at least I was. I went home about a month and a half ago for fall break. I'm a college student whose hometown is out of state. I told the new manager, Josh, who started a week before I left, the date that I would be back. Our fall break is Wednesday to Friday and then the weekend. During the break, I was kicked out of our group chat and I also noticed our employee app was saying that I wasn't registered to a company anymore. So I texted our general manager. No answer. Then I text one of my fellow shift managers, who had been there for about three months at the time. He says, Josh let me go because he felt I didn't respect him as the general manager and belittled him by always telling him what to do, aka training him. 
Who ghosts their most experienced employee instead of firing them to their face? Or even over text? Being that I had put three years into this company and actually very much enjoyed my job and the yearly raises that I had earned, I was livid. I felt disrespected that the dude didn't even have the guts to answer my text. I thought about going to the store and trashing it. The idiot didn't collect my keys to the store, and I know they wouldn't have changed the alarm code, but I didn't want to be legally accountable. So I got a new job and had to take a slight pay cut, but I worked my way up fast and became a shift manager again, and now I'm department manager, working at a local grocer. As revenge, I've hired the entire staff from my old job. Being that I know how lazy Josh was, he wouldn't have learned how to do anything himself, and just relied on what I had taught my other shift managers. He's gone from a staff of three knowledgeable managers and five reliable associates to zero. He's going to be scrambling for new hires, and might even have to shut down the store for a couple weeks until he finds some. I only wish I could see it for myself. What the heck? Seriously? You train this guy and he feels you're telling him what to do so he fires you, but doesn't actually fire you, just kind of remove you from the paperwork? I'm sorry. Who promoted this guy to a manager? Who made that decision? I think that's the person you need to be talking to. Maybe they're the reason why there's such a high turnover if they're hiring idiots like this guy. Either way, sounds like you're way better off now and a lot happier. So good for you. My dad's new entitled girlfriend is trying to cut him off from the family. So I'm a 30-year-old female with a 9-year-old son. I've had an extremely close relationship with my dad my entire life. He's always been my best friend. I have my own home and job and life, but we talk multiple times a day, and he's very involved with my son. That's just how it's always been. So he started dating someone a year ago, and I won't lie, I was not a fan from the beginning. I recognize that some of this may be some subconscious jealousy because he's been single most of my life. But seriously, she's the worst. Very controlling, moved in after just a month, taking over his money, finding fault in all of his relationships other than theirs. She instigates arguments every chance she gets, and somehow I'm always the bad guy, just because we're around. She slowly made it to where my son and I see less and less of my dad. Then she texted me one weekend and told me that I need to stop coming to his house on Sunday nights, which has been our family dinner for as long as I can remember, apparently because she has to work Monday mornings. Mind you, I grew up in this house, and I was definitely snippy with my response, mostly just telling her it wasn't her place to tell me that. Now my dad won't allow me in his home until I apologize to her. This has been about a month ago, and he wants my son to come spend the night and he misses him, but I can't come inside. He's spent the night regularly his entire life, but now I'm not even allowed to bring him in and get him settled. I just drop him in the driveway. Am I the jerk for not wanting my kids somewhere where I'm not welcome? I'm getting mixed responses from friends and family. This definitely sounds like she's trying to worm her way in and control things. There were never any issues before her. You've acknowledged that you may have some suppressed jealousy or something there, but either way, I don't think you've done anything to deserve this kind of treatment. Her telling you that you're not to come over on Sunday nights for family dinner anymore is not her place. Like you said, that's a conversation that should be had with your dad. I don't blame you for snapping on her. And you know this retaliation is coming from her and not your father. 
father that there was a conversation behind closed doors and she's the one telling him to do this. I really wish I had an easy answer for you. It sucks that your son's the one to suffer from spending time with his grandfather. I wouldn't want that to be the result here. Either way, I think you should let the kids stay over, but still try and mend relationships in some way. Maybe smack your father in the face and get him to wake up a bit. My son is terrified of his brother's girlfriend because she looks like his old bully. My son Keith, who's 16, was bullied when he was a kid. It was bad, and the school sucked. It only stopped when he left the school. We live in a pretty small town, and everyone kind of looks the same. Super tan with brown hair or blonde. The bully in question used to dye their hair fun colors like purple and pink. That's not really a thing here since it's considered improper. Think small old town with a lot of judgy grandmas. He went to therapy for a long time and we all thought he was good. Now his older brother went to college and he has a girlfriend named Cindy. She's a sweetheart, but her hair is dyed pink. She's slim built also and she kinda looks like the old bully due to the hair, but it's clearly a different person. My son cannot deal with it. We insisted he goes back to therapy, but he skips the lesson or doesn't talk about it. He treats Cindy like a leper. The final straw today was a small get-together barbecue in Cindy came. She asked if anyone wanted a drink. We gave her our orders and when she asked Keith, he ignored her. She rolled her eyes and went to get everyone a drink. She came back and Keith made a comment of her being too good to get him a drink also. She replied with, excuse me? And he repeatedly called her a skank. I grabbed him and pulled him aside and basically told him to get over it. That she isn't his bully and this is pathetic. I apologized to Cindy and told that little jerk to go home. He told our family that I chose her over him, and he's very clear that he thinks I'm the jerk. No, I'm 100% with you. Just because this person has the same color hair as someone who used to be mean to you back in school doesn't mean you get to treat them with that level of disrespect. I honestly don't care if you have issues. You need to get out of your own freaking head and start treating people like other people. That is completely unfair to treat someone like that based on some preconceived notion on your side. I'm sorry, this one really just ticks me off. I told my fiance she looked weird on our wedding night. I'm a 32-year-old male and I've dated Sarah, 29, for over two years. I love her to death and she means the world to me. Also, she's a person who's comfortable with her skin and doesn't use a lot of makeup, which I really adore about her. And we always tell the truth to each other no matter what. Yesterday was our wedding and the moment I saw her there, I was shocked that she used a huge amount of makeup, that I barely recognized her without seeing her voice. She saw my facial expression that I was acting a little out of the ordinary, and she asked me what was wrong. I told her that it's nothing, but she looked a little weird with all that makeup in her face. She tried to laugh it off and started talking to her other friends. To be honest, at that moment, I really didn't think I'd said something wrong or anything, especially since she didn't say anything. However, when we went home, she started to give me the cold shoulder treatment. I asked her what's wrong, and she said it's nothing and she doesn't feel well and is tired. To be honest, I think she's hiding something, and that got me wondering if what I said may be the reason. So, am I the jerk? You know, I wouldn't think this would need to be said, but you said your bride looked weird on your wedding night. Yeah, you're the jerk. You could have chosen another way to say it. You could say, I'm not used to seeing you with makeup on, but you chose the word weird. 
Of course she's going to feel a little hurt by that. I get that maybe you didn't mean weird in that way, but this is your first time seeing her on your wedding day. It's supposed to be a big moment where you tell her how beautiful she is and she's the best she's ever looked, but you turned around and said that she looked weird. Intentional or not, I'm going to have to kind of go with you being the jerk on this one. My entitled mother wants to trade in the ring my dead grandmother left me just so she can get herself one. My grandma passed away when I was 11. Before doing so, she bought me an expensive 24 karat gold ring. I don't wear it as it no longer fits, but I kept it because of sentimental value. My mom, who's 50, just came to me holding the ring and said, I'm going to trade this in. And I said, what? She said she wants her own ring and will trade mine in towards the cost. I said, wait, are you telling me that you're trading in my ring from my grandma to get yourself something? She said yes, because when she dies, she'll leave all of her rings to me as my inheritance. I said, it is not okay by me. She said she'll do it anyway. She doesn't see my point at all as the gold will come back to me anyway. She never asked if she could. She just told me as she doesn't see it as an issue. This is not okay with me at all and I told her so. Am I the jerk for telling her that this is completely out of order? No, you're not a jerk for wanting to keep your own personal belongings, especially something that has a sentimental value like that attached to it. I'm not sure where she gets off thinking that that's hers to just trade in. It would be one thing if she asked you and you said no, but she's just saying she's going to do it, which is just a complete lack of respect. This woman needs to learn some boundaries. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.